Welcome to the Point Noted Podcast with your host, Johnny B, and co-host who shows up whenever he wants to, former NFL player, Rashad Barksdale. It's raw, unfiltered, and no topic is off-limit. We talk sports, entertainment, culture, and a whole lot of random shit. Let's get to the point. Point Noted Podcast, uh, you're hanging out with your host, Johnny B. And I have my guest those as usual, OCO. OC, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Yeah. Hey, today we have a really special guest with us, man. Uh, we have Carlos Marcono. And Carlos is running for Congress uh, for Indiana 3rd District. Carlos, how you doing? Good. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I have to ask, did I did I say your name right or did I butcher it? Close. It was Marcano. Yep. Marcano. Okay. Yep. Dang. Close. Gotta get it right. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. been called worse. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, you know what? I can imagine. Just thinking about it right now, I can I can imagine. You know, so because it do have a little bit of Spanish uh, uh, enunciation to it. So, uh-huh. yeah, I can just imagine that being butchered. So, uh, Carlos, you're running for Congress in Indiana Third District. I believe that is what Northeast Indiana. Uh, yes. Northeast Indiana. Yep. Wabash, Auburn uh, is a famous car place. They have those auctions and stuff. But uh, right. Fort Wayne is a major uh, city, yeah. if, if you want to call it. It's the large, uh, second largest populated area in Indiana. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's Love Fort good, Wayne. Yeah. Been there, been there many times. Mostly and I have Indiana background, so we're not shy to the Hoosier oh, wow. State at all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, undergrad and everything. So we, you know, we lived there most of our lives before uh if I came back to to my favorite state, New York, and OC oh, wow. somewhere in Afghanistan or wherever OC is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I kid. OC is in Florida. What's so. wrong with Afghanistan, man? Nothing. I, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly why you're there. <laughs> that's exactly why you would be there. The sunshine. <laughs> no, I'm right? I, so, yeah. Hey, Carlos. Uh, so tell the people why you're running for Congress. Uh, basically I've been, you know, I'm just a, a regular tradesman. I've been working for the past 20 years with my father and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, you bust your butt all your life and you expect to see the fruits of your labor, but right. yet due to policies that, you know, Congress and the legislation, you know, that, that they're putting out there are not helping actual working people, you know, people putting their nose to the grindstone, you know, it, we're not seeing a lot of upward movement. You know, and right. then with this pandemic, we're only, it's only going to get even harder because of the, the, the redistribution that's happening from these so-called uh, bailout packages, basically. Hmm. Right. Is it more on a national level that you saw a need uh, for yourself? Or is it more of you look at the folks running uh, Northeast Indiana and you say, you know what, I can do better than this candidate. So uh, let me throw my hatch in there and, and I bet I can get this done. Oh, for sure. Uh Technically, you know, I started to look for a candidate that I could get behind at first. You okay. Know, because, you know, I'm, I'm a humble guy. I know there are people out there that are, are well equipped for this political world. But when you start to look at how people are running, regardless of party, yes. you know, they weren't matching up with what I'm seeing on the ground. Mm, and okay. ultimately, it's it, it kind of got to the point where I'm talking to co-workers and my father every day. And basically, it's, you know, start to sound like complaining. And then all my dad says is, you know, either do something about it or shut up. You know, it's <laughs> right. Kinda, right. Here I am, you know, so that's, 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 that's kind of like the, the start. And right. 
ultimately, I've always been a little bit politically uh, aware of what's going okay. on and how it affects regular people. You know, I'm originally from Hawaii and, you know, we have a long history of, you know, government involvement that is never beneficial to the actual locals there. And, mm. you know, since we moved out here, I've dealt with uh, cost of living going up, you know, housing shortages and just not being able to to. Uh, you know, settle down and actually, you know, build something. And once you start looking at the news, you see it's happening everywhere from, you know, and everybody of different backgrounds too, regardless of, of race and gender and nationality, you know, it's just all happening to us and it's just getting worse. And, you know, here we are. Right. Right. And like you said, what, what better way than, than to get involved? Right. I mean, yeah. your dad definitely, uh, you did the right thing. That's a, a good proper should, right? Point you mm -hmm. in the right. Say, listen, I'm tired of hearing you. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> never. Uh, he didn't pull no punches, and uh, we we always tell each other exactly uh, what we think, you know, and that's what keeps us motivated and 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 hungry to to better ourselves, you know, because a lot of times it can get uh, depressing out there, you know. You go right. you do the same things day in and day out, but yet you don't get, you know. You're, you're further away from the goalpost than when you started and you right. know, time right. doesn't time doesn't stop and you don't get any younger and doing construction doesn't get any easier and you know where do you go from there who's gonna help you know there's nobody really looking out for the working people mm. Mm. to that point i mean how has this affected your daily bread this coronavirus outbreak how has that affected you know the work you guys are doing, your company, your employees, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it stopped. Uh, it's basically just me and my dad right now. It's it stopped us in our tracks because we work in people's homes. We do a lot of remodels and, and, and building. Uh, so not only for our protection, but the protection of the people we work for, you know, it, there's so many unknowns because we still can't get tests unless you're actually showing symptoms or if you've wow. traveled abroad here. Mm. And it's kind of just unknown. I know things are starting to reopen, but just me for my own, uh, you know, peace of mind, it's hard for me to go into someone's home and, and, you know, risk someone else's life. I don't think I could live, you know, putting someone else's life in danger or bringing it home to people that I care about also. So right. it's, it's kind of put me in a, in a, in limbo right now. I'm just watching That's and seeing, amazing. uh, I've always, you know, prepared for the worst in, in a lot of circumstances. So I'm not, you know, I'm a little bit fortunate that I've saved a little, a little cash here. Right. And, uh, you know, I've always lived, uh, kind of a humble life. I don't buy too many things. My, my truck mm. is an older truck, you know, I'm not mm. getting all the new fancy stuff, but you know, cause you never know. It's so volatile. You know, hey, the way, the way I, I, I like, I like fancy stuff. Okay. Carlos. I, I, no, I, I like too, fancy stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I, I, I love, uh, you know, I would love to have a nice new truck, but I just know, Absolutely. you know, any one little hiccup and this, and it's like, you know, dominoes, it all just falls Into a bank account. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With that said, I mean, how, upset does it make you to see how quickly Congress unleashed a, 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 a ridiculous amount of money for Wall Street, uh, but they're reticent. They've given, what they say, $1,200 now, uh -huh. and you had to make so much in 2018 mm. uh, on your tax return, returns, and, you know, I mean more credit should be given for the unemployment uh, 
payments they give the unemployment uh, payments people are getting because many people are getting actually through unemployment they're getting more than they did at at their work uh, regular jobs mm-hmm. but it's also like contrary it's the way the the bill was passed you're incentivizing people to kind of stay home with the money you're giving them at the same time you passed a different bill that was supposed to have people keep them their their employees at work and at the same time you're telling the people like restaurants to do social distancing so what they're getting like 20, 25% of what they business they would have gotten but then to get the loan for businesses to pay employees you have to keep all your employees it's like just an insane amount of bills passed that fight and pull at each other how upsetting is it for you and how much of that uh, are you like really ready to change when you get out there uh it, it's very upsetting you know and basically especially with what we happened in 2008 how you know basically they bailed out wall street and you know Absolutely. said fend for yourself here on main street you know they blatantly and openly did the same thing you know okay. 10 nearly 10 years later and ultimately by you know, you say incentivizing people to stay home with unemployment. It's like maybe, you know, that that big picture has shown that maybe people should be making more at their exactly. regular jobs. So, exactly. right. you know, unemployment isn't, you know, a raise for them. And in a lot of different countries uh, like Canada, I think the UK, they instead of going straight to the top and giving it to private banks, they, you know, they mailed out those uh, checks. So, yeah, those checks, they got 2000 a month, or in some yeah. cases, they at least got 80% of their, their current wage. Absolutely. And it, it didn't go to the private sector where literally those hungry sharks at the top, you know, had first dibs and Absolutely. left the actual small businesses uh, out in the cold. And basically, Absolutely. you see it, you know, these, these multi-million or billion dollar companies got first dibs, they're publicly traded, they had Absolutely. how many millions of dollars of cash on hand, but yet mm-hmm. they still turned around and, and laid off you know, a large percentage of their employees when it was supposed to be there to pay their employees. So it was literally just a cash grab and the corruption was just out there to be seen. And that's why I've gotten in there. I'm not taking any corporate money because that's the start of it. You know, any policy after that, that we want to pass cannot get passed because, you know, when you're taking money from the fossil fuel industries, from, you know, pharmaceuticals, health insurance, uh, you know, airlines, you're, those politicians are be are, are controlled by them rather than Absolutely. I have I only take grassroots donations. Our average donations is is literally around eight to ten dollars. So you know, mm-hmm. you know, that's not going to be a factor as far as corruption. And I challenge you know the incumbent that I'm going against to to not take any corporate money and just do it straight up. You know, yeah, Mr. Jim, yeah, is the incumbent listening to that? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to push that because that's the main issue. I think I don't care what party you, you, you support, what mm-hmm. state you're in. Corruption is a problem. That's where right. it starts. I don't care what country you're in. Every country right. is dealing Every with country. Around the world. So that's the number one root of it, you know? Yeah. So, but, and then we have, you know, and we bring this up to every candidate that's been up here is, you know, if you do make it in there, you know, with, with the people funded campaign, mm-hmm. they start throwing millions at you. Like, Folks get into Congress and they become a senator and they're going there with literally values of like a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand. 
Mm-hmm. Five years later, they have five, ten million dollars in the bank. Yeah. We know where we know that's not your salary, right? We know where that comes from. So, mm-hmm. and you look at that, right? And you look at your humble beginnings and you know what you're doing right now with, your, with yourself and your father, and you get there, and you have people giving you this money to say, okay, vote for this bill, vote for that bill. Mm-hmm. Like, how hard is that to just say, you know what? No, the people put me here. I'm not taking this corporate money. I don't want that one million dollars. How hard would that be? Um, you know, I, I don't want to lie and say it's not going to be hard, you know, that, that obviously, but I can honestly say for the past 20 years, you know, I've, I've done the same job, you know, it's dirty, it's tiring. Mm. And, you know, my, if I, if, you know, one of my faults is, is loyalty. And, okay. you know, that's why I've worked with my father for the past 20 years. You know, obviously people have offered, you know, more money or easier jobs, but it just wasn't worth it to me because I like to sleep at that's, you know, at the end of the day, I like to, to sleep right. and I, I, I can't live with that guilt of, you know, being disloyal, not only, you know, to anyone, let alone my father. So mm. that's one thing I have to keep, you know, in the front of my mind is that I'm not there for myself and I'm not there to, to be friends with the establishment. You know, I have to make sure where I come from is, you know, at the forefront and that's, you know, just a humble construction family you know we've worked right. in the fields we've worked on construction sites you know uh military so we're you know just a working family and, I, and that's what the majority of this country is and that's what we have to keep in mind so i'll i'll do what i have to do you know i might not be as successful because i won't take that money but at the end right. of the day you, you got to do the job and it's got to be done right absolutely absolutely this is very true i uh, i i think uh you you hit the nail on the head another thing is I, I, there was never intended for <laughs> these jobs to be lifetime positions. It was always a situation of, hey, go out there, get the job done, but before too long, come back and go back to your doctor jo- job, your construction, mm-hmm. whatever job you had. But now we have a preponderance of just people want to just go there and stay there. And yes. they end up just doing whatever it takes to, you know, Keep that money, salary coming, keep that power, keep that influence. And it's unfortunate. I'm looking at your op- opponent here, uh, the incumbent in Banks. Like an ex, he seems to be a veteran, it seems like. Um, he was in the armed services. I, I put an asterisk next to that. My <laughs> <laughs> <I'm there. laughs> Because I mean, almost all his donations are like defense, defense mm-hmm. electronics, defense aerospace, yeah. uh, pharmaceuticals, health professionals, defense, defense. Like, how do you fight this? How are you fighting this? Um, I big money. I mean, mm-hmm. one way we, we one thing is money. Other thing is obviously money. Then buys media attention. How how is that looking locally? How are you fighting this battle? Uh, basically it, it's kind of, you know, I was thinking about this, you know, what strategy is it going to be? And ultimately it's the truth, you know, like you talk about his veteran status, you know, let's talk about the veteran status, you know, technically oh, I would be going into the military today if I were to follow in his, you know, example, because he huh. went after he was already a state Senator, you oh. know, he'd been city council. And there's a, I saw there's a program that you can go to in the Navy, Navy reserves, 
that you can get commissioned as an officer to basically jump ahead of the line, oh. you know, you get, you, and it, you know, and it's, it's reserved basically for a lot of people who are, you know, thinking about political uh, oh, careers and right, stuff like that. Right. You know, is, I think like uh, the, I know, the, the Pete Buttigieg angle of yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it happens on both sides of the aisle and it's like, that's a resume builder. You know, I, I respect gotcha. the military and I give them a hundred percent credit. My father was Absolutely. in the military, uncles, Absolutely. cousins, so you know you can't play those games and those little uh identity politics you know the truth is the truth you went in when you were a grown man for the you know for the clout i guess you could say right absolutely do you know you know who this drives the most crazy actual military guys exactly yeah so upset Mm. yep yeah because they're young men putting their lives on the line you know trying to better their situations just, you know, cause my dad went in when he was 17 years old back in the day mm. and, you know, because he wanted to get out of the town he was living in, there wasn't a future there. And that's the, the, the common uh, thing around for it, most yeah. people. It's something better, whether it be college or just to travel and see the world, you know, things like that. And here he is using it as a resume builder. So, cause right off the plane, literally the same year he got out, he ran for this seat and he got it. So, you know, it's blatantly obvious and it just needs to be told. The truth just needs to be told about that. Right. Right. So when I look at the platform that you have and some of the issues that you're running behind, uh, some of these things just seems like we should already have in place, like affordable homes, Mm -hmm. uh, equality and social justice, uh, prison reform. Like these are things that should come with like our human rights and just like decency, but it doesn't. So, um, so when I look at that and I look at things like affordable homes, like why is that like why why are we still fighting to have that in place? Does that still just go back to corporate money telling folks in Congress what to do? Does that still go back to that? Like why is that still something that we don't think about and say, so, okay, we have to do this for the people? Oh, for sure. Yeah. When when real estate and developers are, you know, donating to campaigns, of course, that's mm. what leads to, you know, price of housing going up and uh, and the the recession of 2008, you know, a lot of people foreclosed and here comes right. you know, those wealthy developers cleaning up, right. buying things Cleaning cheap. Up. Yes, sir. And then they, they turn around and sell it uh, high. And the same thing's going to happen right now, I think, because a lot of people being unemployed, they're going to go, you know, get displaced from their homes. Eviction rates are going to go up. And mm. I think Indiana, as well as many other states, is very, you know, the, the eviction laws, you know, favor the, uh, the, the landlords. Right. Say and uh, in a time where you're supposed to be sheltering in place, hard to do that when you have no shelter and right. homelessness is 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 growing across the country. Right, it's just lack of decency. No one has any more human decency. Yeah. And then you tell about the money, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, we don't care. You find a place to stay, so exactly. get out. You're not gonna pay. You gotta go. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I think that's what we need to state officials to to step in and kind of protect folks and uh, you know make it a better living condition. So. Um, speaking of that, uh, the prison reform system, right? So, uh, you know, we decriminalize, you know, marijuana and release those being in prison over, you know, small pot offenses and things like that. So how do we then put them back in society? Because if they're coming out, depends on how long they've been in. They don't have job skills. They have nothing. And this is one of my biggest problems with the, with the prison system and rehabilitation that is supposed to be, but it isn't. When you release them into society, they have no direction. Like, we're putting them out there. We're not saying, here's a job. Here's an education. Here's what to do. Like, so how do we fix that? 
Well, I, I think I just saw a clip of uh, Martin Luther King Jr. saying the other day, and he was talking about slavery in general. But mm. basically, he was talking about how people always say to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Right, and he was right. saying how basically these people were, were released with no boots at all. Wow. So it's kind of like we need to you – know, I know there's some prison systems in more progressive areas that offer um, high school and college degrees, which right. you know, that's a that's a very good start. But right. also I guess we have to start and nip it in the bud whereas to why are we you know, incarcerating you know I mean? more people right. than some places have people total. You know, The population yeah, right. of certain countries, we have more people in prison. So that's where it starts. And it goes back to the neighborhoods or the, 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 the conditions that they grow up in where they're – the education system is not being funded or staffed properly. Um, you know, how we, we, like you said earlier, even to the point of uh, homelessness, you know, it's, it's a cultural thing, not just economical. I've talked to a lot of people who work in organizations that deal with homelessness and, and uh, mass incarceration. And it's a, uh, it stems from a, a cultural, you know, uh, understanding. You know, right. that first off, everybody's a human being and should be treated mm-hmm. as such, not just thrown away and locked away. So, right. you know, it, it's sad. It, it's a it's it's a, it's a huge undertaking and it's going to take time. You know, we can't admit that just because one person gets uh, elected president or we get a handful of people in Congress that everything's going to change in that term. But we have to have, uh, I guess, uh, Colonel West says we have to have the hope. We have to have hope, you know. <laughs> Cornell, my man. Yeah, I can't <laughs> stop watching him. He's he's just got too much. He does. He has way too much. Way yeah. too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so how busy have you been, man? You you know you got this campaign going, uh, and I know COVID, so which means you're not really doing you know most of your your normal job. How busy has this campaign kept you? How, how busy are you? Uh, it's kind of put us at a halt. We were doing a lot of canvassing, even from November when it was really cold and, and snowy and icy. We were out there knocking doors. We knocked, you know, uh, about five or 6,000 doors before COVID hit. And we were just, uh, you know, we were starting to gain steam. Our, our name was getting out there. And, uh, so that that's our strongest suit is, you know, actually not being afraid to, to talk to people in their own neighborhoods and go to the neighborhoods that don't get, uh, 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 represented but uh, as far as you know it's kind of winding down because it is the last week of, of uh, the the primary it got pushed back luckily but I think we did a lot of the the, the, the hard leg work early and it, it's it should pay off for us we hope but uh, we've also been doing town halls with other candidates from across the country I don't know if you've heard of like Albert Lee uh, uh, from Oregon he just no, had okay. his primary. Sadly, I think he, he, he came short in his primary, but he's still oh. out there, you know, okay. voicing people's opinion. And uh, hopefully we've done a few local podcasts and nice. good. You know, and the local media, we've we've gotten out on in the newspaper a couple of times. They're, they still kind of don't take us seriously because I don't have the pedigree of a, uh, a typical candidate. That's the game. Right. That, they're the gatekeepers, yeah. these guys. Yeah, right. they're the ones who really put you over the top. Honestly, they put you over the top. You yeah, know? but, but they, they intentionally also do the opposite. They put you right. They put mean, you down. The fact is, oh, if, sure. there, if there's a candidate running, you sh- any newspaper, you any cover media them. should cover everybody evenly. Mm-hmm. Right. Fair. Be fair. Exactly. Yeah, they, you should just put the information out there and let the people decide. Let the people point. decide. That's the thing, right? <laughs> yeah, don't I mean, be uh, manufacturing consent on there. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, I mean, I think your your people need to just probably start blowing up the local media as well. I mean, mm-hmm. 
call them out, flood them with requests, flood them with information, because uh, eventually they would have to respond. Like, why exactly is this guy getting 10 times the hours that I'm not getting nothing at all? You know, so uh, yeah. you just got to take the fire to him a little bit. You know, otherwise, I mean, like, you know, like Ocean and I talk about this. Donald Trump have, and he still does to the day, controls the media on both sides. Yep. He's yep. always on TV. Always, whatever yeah. he says, even when he sneezes, he's on TV. Like, how can you be the how can you be the man that controls everything? Like, I don't know. Like, how can you be the man that controls everything? He, so lives, you guys, he lives in media's head, rent free, as they say. Right, <laughs> he really does. I mean, he, you know, it really does. So, um, so how is he? I mean, you know, you, you're going against a guy like you said that the media seems to be on this side. Uh, how you been able to gather support from the, from the locals to you know from calling and getting on Twitter and Facebook because you know the young folks can help you with a lot of that yeah. uh, knocking on doors and just getting 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 voices and people behind your campaign. Mm-hmm. Are you finding out to come a little easier? Do you have people like out there fighting for you to push you out? Uh, yeah, it's it's surprising. I just heard uh, before this weekend that there were actually people out kind of uh, canvassing, socially distancing themselves, but just canvassing on their own in their own neighborhoods. I didn't, you know, instruct them to do that. In fact, I would have instructed them not to, because I don't want want to put anybody in danger and I never do anything. You know, I wouldn't make anybody do anything I wouldn't do. So, uh, but surprisingly they've been canvassing and just putting my name out there. And then on social media, people have been, you know, just passing it along. And obviously we're not uh, hiding. You know, if you ask me a question, you message me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, I will answer you uh, regardless if it's, it's, it's good or bad because Mm -hmm. I have to represent everybody and not everybody's going to like me. And I understand that, but I have to make sure that what I'm doing is listening to the people. So I I have to limit the amount of people that uh, don't like me if, if that's possible, but make sure that the policies are fair and balanced and, and, and favoring, you know, the people that I represent. I love that. Wow. Let me ask right. you this. Um, I'm just going to say, uh, and I could be wrong here, just looking at a lot of your priorities on your platform, um, if there was any presidential candidate that it sounds the most like, I would say probably Bernie. Um, mm-hmm. do, 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 did you have support? Did you support Bernie during the presidential? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, his policies pretty much mirror mine because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, I like to do a lot of research when I was younger. I like to research how to work on cars and mechanical things. And it's yeah. kind of transferred over to the political world where I, I look at a lot of different legislation and, and, and policies. And I was looking around, you know, trying to see a, if these policies have been put into you know, in place somewhere else. And a lot of them already have, and a lot of them for, you know, almost half a century, I think uh, Canada implemented their uh, form of single payer healthcare in the fifties or sixties. And uh, you know, the NHS has been around and they go even a step further where they uh, it's, it's controlled, but the hospitals themselves are, are not privately uh, controlled. So stemming from just the healthcare alone, you know, that seems to be, you know, uh, one of the more popular options, even if you're, uh, I think if you're a Democrat, it's nearly 80% approval rating as far as exit polls, uh, the recent ones. And even amongst Republicans, it has a majority, it goes back and forth from, you know, 50% or so, but that Mm -hmm. seems like something that a lot of people like when you on, on, on the surface. And then obviously we see, uh, mass incarceration that's been going on for, for decades, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, 
And the way, like you were uh, mentioning earlier, the way when someone does pay their debt to society, then they're just released, you know, there's, there's nothing for them. You know what I mean? Uh, I've reached out to groups and I've sat in on a few meetings of people who have had family members come back and they're asking questions like, how do you deal with that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you can't just treat them as if nothing happened. You know, there's a whole, you know, I don't, I've never been incarcerated, but I've listened to a lot of, uh, first person testimonies and it's like mm-hmm. it, it it changes you even if it's just a day or a weekend or you mm-hmm. know it can change you and Absolutely. to expect someone to go back to normal life we need to change that and i yeah. literally just go to the source whenever i have a question i do a little research and i find someone near me who's an authority on it you know and yeah. i was lucky enough to find some of those people i found a a a, a good uh, a good man who was actually on death row Wow. Uh, for nearly a decade and he was innocent and found Ooh. innocent and he was let go luckily but he 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 told his story at a kind of a ted talk uh type speech uh mm-hmm. event and okay. he had other guests there that kind of went through the process also and it was just you know eye-opening because you know you walk by him on the street and you wouldn't you know you wouldn't think anything of it but yet here's a man who spent you know he, he, it was, you know, dire straits for him, but he fought, he had, he held a sit in to get some, you know, some humane treatment for some of the prisoners back in, you know, the sixties and seventies. And here he is today, you know, living a, a, a good life, but he tells the, he tells it like it is that it's not, it's not easy and it shouldn't be taken lightly. And there is a problem with the system. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dealing with minorities. It's, it's, it's amazing how easily it is for the judges and the prosecutors uh, to, to to get to get information wrong, but not care. Like, yeah, right. uh, you know, just I was reading one about yeah. It's just it's crazy. You can read all over the country how you know witnesses will be saying this black man wasn't there or this guy wasn't there, but it doesn't matter because you have to pin it on him just because he's black and it has something to do with what happened. Like, there's no such thing as innocent to proven guilty, and it just amazes me that this continues to happen over and over again, and it kind of goes to. Uh, the whole police brutality thing. And I'm pretty sure you're aware of the video that came out today Yeah, uh, with that officer stepping on his neck, even though the man had handcuffs on. I still couldn't, you know, I still cannot right. listen to. And, I, I and, th- and think about this. Yeah, right. And, and think about this, right? His supervisors and colleagues knew this was wrong. They knew that's what killed his man. And no one said a word until the video came out. So it's one it? thing. Did you see the right. write-up? The write-up was like, it, it almost acted like not they, they they didn't do anything wrong. The write up right. was the guy was resisting arrest, and right? And then after they arrested him, they noticed he had health issues. Okay. What? Right. What? Right. Who? Who? I would have health issues too. Yeah. <sighs> No, right, that, right. they didn't. You know, if if it wasn't on video, who knows what would happened? Same thing. With exactly. The, uh, uh, just be a number. Yeah, what well, was in Georgia too? It's like how many months has it been since? Uh, right, Ahmad, uh, Ahmad Aubrey, right, yeah, right. Uh, it's been a couple months already, yeah. and only now there's an arrest slash investigation since the video came out. So, you know, now that's that's February. that's a, that's a major issue. Uh, and you know, I was actually talking to some people, Carlos. You're on a bunch of construction sites, right? I've been on a bunch of construction sites. I I did construction for many years. Um, and what what do we know? If the home or property literally has doors open or windows open, 
That's because there's nothing in there to take. Everything right. is going to be locked up anyways. And if there's anything to take that's loose in the house, the door is going to be put on, even if it's a temporary door. Mm-hmm. For people yeah, to and I've told, I've told some people too, it's like I'll be working on a job site where the homeowners are actually living in the house and people, you know, walking by would come in, you know, being kind of nosy neighbors trying to see what was going on. And Exactly. It is kind of weird to me because it's someone else's house, but imagine, you know, someone going in, like you said, on a basically empty site, a brand new build or something like that. It's pretty common that people, yeah. passers-by just stop in to, you know, be a little nosy, a which a bunch of two by fours and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what's yeah. he going to, everybody, every, everybody who's in the industry knows yep. if the doors are open, there's nothing to take. There's oh, yeah. a reason why the doors are open. But True. to hear people just chirping and talking like, oh, yeah. jogging my butt. So much for you just jogging. What could the guy be taking? It's just the ignorance that is our, or It's just, I don't know. Yeah. There's just no compassion, you know. Instead no of just, you know, just waiting, being patient, wait for all the information to come out. And, you know. Don't put the judge, you know, don't choose a side before you even hear all the, exactly. the facts. Exactly. And it's it's a sense of impatience. You know, we have that kind of style now. You know, you want your stuff shipped to you next day. You can get it next yep. day. So yep. it's that instant gratification that we, we feed into. And, you know, uh, I try to I try to be patient. You know, we all have our, our failures, but patience is one of my, you know, things I like to work on because sometimes it's not worth it. You know, a lot yeah. of people get upset nowadays just waiting in line at the store. You see people getting all <laughs> frustrated and it's like just, you know, I don't you know. I'm, I'm just a, a normal guy. I don't have anywhere important to be. If I was the president, maybe I would, but I'm just a normal guy. So I always think to myself, like, I guess where, well, you know, what's so important that I got to go somewhere else that I can't wait a few minutes. And, you know, and then they take it out on a, you know, what we consider essential workers nowadays. You know, we're always yelling at the, the, the grocery store clerk and, uh, you know, the fast food place and it's like they're just working there and they don't Honestly. control the policies they don't control nothing but for some reason they take the uh take the hit <laughs> they do they do well you know they, wow. as they yeah. say the fish rots from the head down um right now um i i, I tend to be more of a i believe that basically it's two two wings same bird both parties have major issues at the top mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, at the head of both parties, honestly, is just what Trump brings to the table is just disarray, greed, selfishness. Um, he's so self-centered. For the first time, apparently, Twitter is going to start marking his tweets with, you know, uh, for more information, click this, you know, to verify <laughs> some of what he's saying. It, uh-huh. It's amazing to me how bad it's become, especially with the media. Everything is politicized. Mm-hmm. Just by the color of Ahmad's skin, people chose sides. It's like, oh, he's probably a Democrat, so I'm just going to be on the side of the argument, even if it makes zero sense. And the fact is, for us to move forward as a country, the, grass, the, the grassroots, everybody, on the, the normal people have to come together right and left. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Indy, okay. most of the time, Indiana is more of a red red state most of the time, at least mm-hmm. uh, on a, a statewide level. 
Yeah. How are you bri- bridging the gap and communicating these basic things like to everybody, red, blue, the whole district saying, we need to get housing, education, and uh, health under control so that we all need that. Whether you're red, blue, or purple, it doesn't matter. How are you able to communicate that to people and bring people together? Because I think that's the struggle for you to get where you need to go. Uh, It it just goes back to the construction site. You know, we're all there on the construction site. You know, we take a break or we're working next to each other. You you know, you end up talking and we don't, uh, when you introduce yourself or you're working next to someone, you don't, uh, say whether or not what party affiliation you were, you're with, or, you know, ultimately you, you're in the same space, you're in the same place. And, Mm -hmm. uh, from my understanding, most people consider themselves independents, you know what I mean? Especially in Indiana, you don't necessarily have to register as a Democrat or a Republican or green or anything like that. You go and you vote, you know, you choose at the day of the polling, whether you're, you want to vote on, uh, I love that so much. I love Mm -hmm. that so much. We don't have that in Florida. They have Mm -hmm. primaries in Florida. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, Basically, when you talk, you know, you hear the same things, whether it be, you know, the bosses are getting paid too much, but yet they, you know, they're taking vacations while you're, you know, you can't get a Christmas bonus or you still haven't gotten a raise in a few years. So it's kind of just conversation and and being accessible because a lot of times politicians, no matter who they are, if they've been there a long time, you'll never see them. You know, you might fly by night, have a a expensive dinner if you can't afford tickets or you know, you're not invited, you're not going to see the candidate or the representative that is from your district. And usually they're not dining with regular working class people. So uh, unless you you got some money to to throw their way, but basically it's just going out there and, and meeting them, you know, sadly we can't go to their doors too much. Maybe as the, the pandemic kind of you know, goes away. Hopefully, you know, we can kind of figure out a way to, uh, I don't know, interact somehow. We, we still, we're still waiting. We don't want to put anybody's life in danger, but it's basically being accessible. You know, if you message me or if you want to talk to me, I will talk to you and I will listen. And that's the most important right. part is, is the listing because nowadays it seems like we have to create content, you know, um, right. All the all of the 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 men that and that I've grown up with, you know, grandfathers, uncles, and fa- uh, my father, you know, been quiet, quiet guys. You know, I don't want to tell you. Let me show you, and and that's kind of what I bring to the table because I'm not a big talkative guy. I try. I'm, I'm learning because I'm doing more, you know, interactions with people, and I understand I have to convey my message and, and my thoughts. Absolutely. But ultimately, it is a, a kind of thing like, you know, if you give me this chance. You know, I, it's my job to prove to you that I should be I should be there. And the way I get reelected is not by TV commercials, but the actual work that I put in, just like anybody's job. You know, you get uh, evaluated on the work that you've done and how well you can do the job. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Not Absolutely. how flashy your commercials are or, <laughs> your, you know, who endorses you. You know, endorsements right. are great, but the endorsement that you really should be after is the people's endorsement, not, you know, some organization or corporation or some celebrity. It should be the people's endorsement. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, So Carlos, when you're not campaigning or working hard, 
what are you doing to relax? How, how are you relaxing to take somebody's attention off? I'm actually working hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's the relaxation method. Yeah, my job is my hobby and my hobby is my job. I work on when I'm not at, at uh, doing tile, which is what I do during the day. I'm either uh, working on my cars at home or, you know, doing some landscaping. You know, just I just like to be active and it's almost it's, it's hard to shut off, you know, because I've done it so long. And for a long time, it was, you know, 12 13 hour days. So it's like when I get home, it's hard to shut it off. So I just, you know, I find something to fix or uh, I'm always looking at, you know, how to fix different things. I find a lot of broken things like on the construction sites, you go in the trash can, you can find broken radios, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all kinds of little stuff. And it just intrigues me to, 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 you know, they say the uh, idle hands are the devil's playground. So my hands are always, you know, doing hey. doing something that's how i stayed yeah. out of trouble for so long <laughs> absolutely absolutely but i know dr phil would tell you you need some rest though dr phil and dr oz would say you need a rest <laughs> you know that's those true. are my those are my doctors that's why i go to for medical advice so I'm just saying, <laughs> you know that's why i'm so healthy right now uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah so but hey go ahead and tell the people how they can help your campaign uh your website you know how they can be supportive and help you out either volunteering or getting on calls for you, getting on social media for you, donating money. Go ahead and tell them how they can find you, how they can help. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Carlos for Congress, 2020.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to message us. If you want to be a part of the campaign, that's great. Uh, you can donate uh, on the website. Also, we have merchandise, shirts, t-shirts, posters, signs. Nice. We've been bringing out a lot of signs, delivering a lot of signs to people's houses. So that's kind of been one of the uh, uh, saving grace that we did that canvassing early and then people just started requesting uh, signs. So Absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully we got one week and regardless of what happens, you know, this is the first step. And, mm. you know, you can't, uh, you can't build, Rome wasn't built in a day. So we just got to keep right, at it. Right. And hopefully we can, whoever, I got the primary, whoever wins the primary, we can hold them uh, accountable and maybe push them to, to, to have some of the policies that the people actually want. So Absolutely. I mean, you're in it now. So mm-hmm. like you said, win or lose, you, you exactly, you know how to get here and how to keep going. So, but we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Uh, you know, I think you have a, you have a really good fighting chance and, um, Get some more, get more support behind you. Get more people to push more donations so they can get the word out there, and hopefully you'll be able to overcome this. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank Absolutely, you thanks for joining us, man. And uh, next time I'm back in Indiana, I'll be sure to uh, visit uh, Northeast Indiana. <laughs> <Southeast>. <laughs> I won't go up there to Gary or nothing. I'll be you know on the northeast side, so I know awesome. exactly where I'm at. Awesome. <laughs> All right, thanks, Carlos. Yep, take care, guys. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Point Noted Podcast with Johnny B and Rashad B. Follow us on Twitter at PT Noted and Instagram at Point Noted. Hit the subscribe and follow button to follow us and check out more episodes of us talking a whole bunch of shit. You've been noted.